The Bear Essentials Podcast gives older bears a place to gather for real talk regarding topics and issues that they can relate to. Here at The Bear Essentials, we aren't just having conversations. We are looking to provide actionable intelligence through real-life experience and expertise of our guests. Our mission is to build a strong community that elevates and motivates people to go beyond their limiting beliefs by helping them realize that getting older is not an excuse to hibernate on their goals, but a reason to work harder. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Charles Wallace. In today's episode, joining me from Manchester, England, is the body transformation coach, Mark Bryce. Mark helps busy professionals release unwanted body fat and keep it off forever. He's not known as the quick fix guy, but as the permanent fix guy. In this episode, we discuss Mark's beginnings in the physical fitness and wellness industry. And we also talk about why people always seem to put their health and wellness last as far as their priorities. When it comes to older men, we start to talk about sarcopenia and how that impacts us as we age. And Mark gives tips on how we can start to slow that down and continue to build lean muscle mass through our aging process. Also, we take a deeper dive into hormone optimization. This part of the interview is very informative, and I highly recommend everyone just tuning in for that part alone. So please, without further ado, here's my interview with the body transformation coach, Mark Bryce. Hi, Mark. Thanks for joining. How are you? I'm very good, sir. How are you? I'm good, Mark. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking time today. I think my audience will find a lot of the topics and information we're about to discuss really, really valuable. So with that, Mark, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Yeah, of course. So I'm Mark Bryce, um, dad of two beautiful children, a one and two-year-old boy and girl, um, husband to my wife, Lara, um, spent 16 years in the corporate world uh, in IT management. So know that environment very well and how that can impact uh, health when uh, people are so focused on their career. Uh, and since 2016, um, I transitioned away from corporate world into my passion and what I do today, which is helping people transform their health and improve um, their overall body confidence. Uh, I do that both in an online and uh, offline capacity as well. Mark, that's great. So what made you want to get into that and start helping people regarding their physical fitness and their overall wellness? Yeah, so uh, really started at a young age. Um, my mom and dad divorced at the age of when I was 12. Um, and my mom just took it really badly. She uh, she ended up turning to alcohol and food abuse to see us sort of through that occasion, really. Um, and it just continued to spiral out of control uh, to the point where I see my mom go from a size 12 to a size 26 uh, over the many years. And um, <clears throat> at that point, I had a dis- decision to make as a young lad is that you know I can either live in this environment or I can change my environment and I chose the gym right that was my my environment that I surrounded myself in and to put myself in a positive positive place started learning about you know weight weight training bodybuilding uh nutrition I started you know getting a bit geeked out on that side of things to start learning so that was a Probably about 14, I started reading uh, up on nutrition and the power it had on, on your body and your mind uh, as well. So I got fascinated by that. And uh, that's really what opened the door to me getting this obsession with health and wellness. 
And Mark, in your in your opinion, and not even your opinion, in your experience, I think this is a, the biggest question to me is it's so important, our health, our fitness, our wellness. What do you see as the biggest reasons? Why does it always seem to be put last as far as priorities for most people? I think today's world has created this um, this storm of uh, different things that are causing this to continue to spiral out of control. So, you know, for instance, you know, there's a couple of key things that people don't even consider when it comes to um, health and wellness, like from a fat loss perspective, let's start there because obesity is, you know, one of the biggest epidemics we're, we're, we're facing right now. And that's, you know, stress, right? So stress has a major impact on how our bodies store body fat. Um, also knock on effect when you, you're stressed is your sleep's hindered, right? So your impact on your sleep, uh, which is your recovery mechanism. Uh, also, you know, it's stabilizing hormones. That's making us eat more if we are uh, sleep deprived. And then you've also got things like uh, eating whole foods, right? And today we are surrounded by instant, uh, quick um, processed foods. And technology has added another thing into that. One, it's made us lazier because we're now sat behind computer screens for the majority of people. Uh, two, uh, we can press a button and get fast food delivered to us without even moving. Uh, three, we can drive through a drive <laughs> drive through a drive through um, to actually, you know, get that food uh, to straight into our cars. And and now we've also got this technology where we're always on. So where we used to have time to think, you you know, you see people, if they're in a queue now, they'll be looking down at the phone, they're probably checking their email, social media, all of that. They're not even giving themselves the headspace to actually de-stress and actually be present with their own thoughts. Um, and that's just creating that, that chaos. So we have, we've, we've created even less time available. And when there's less time, what happens? People grab foods on the go, right? It's just, it's what they do. So again, I believe that, that whole chaos has created this environment we're living in right now, uh, which is going to continue to spiral out of control, um, you know, just looking at what's predicted for the future. I love that you refer to that as chaos. I never thought of it that way, but it's so true. It's like it's like the chaos of our daily lives. And it just it just everything you just said, I'm I'm kind of guilty of a lot of that myself. I'm sure most people listening are. Um so, Mark, what I, I really want to touch on today and when I read some about you and I started looking into your bio and the things you do, what really, really got me interested was a lot of my listeners, 40, 40 and over men. Um, I really wanted to touch on a bit about that, you know, those people specifically when it comes to fitness and myself, as I've gotten older. One of the things that I've started to read more about and talk about, and I think men in general aren't paying as much attention is sarcopenia and how we lose muscle as we age. Could you touch on that a little bit and maybe set up how, what I think that'll start to set up even more importantly, why this is so important for all of us men. Yeah. So unfortunately from the age of 30, we start to go into a state of breakdown um, where lean muscle mass deteriorates by about three percent each decade as a as a minimum um so in, in some extremes even more so than that and then a, a number of things that we can do to protect that 
uh, and slow it down, obviously, is things like resistance training, making sure you get an adequate amount of protein, rest and recovery. They're sort of the key fundamental fundamentals, really. But what we're doing in reality is, um, you know, we're moving less. Uh, we are um, grabbing foods that are on the go that are generally lower in protein. So typically a lot of refined carbohydrates. Um, and then, you know, we're not sleeping as much, right? So we're getting a, a lack of quality of depth of sleep. So, you know, as we age, obviously what's happening in our bodies is we're getting less lean muscle mass and more body fat, which is basically now left us with a slower basometabolic rate, meaning the amount of calories we burn doing nothing, just our body functioning. So what, what, what is absolutely key, Charles, is that if we want to change that, obviously we want to increase lean muscle mass to reduce body fat percentage, which means now we are going to incorporate, um, we're going to make sure that we're, we're actually optimizing our resting metabolism so that again we can get away with a few more calories and stuff like that what the diet world has made us think uh, is a good thing to do is to lose weight rapidly right so when people get to a state where they want to lose weight they look at the diets and they go right well, that one's going to get me quick results the unfortunate state of when you drop calories to extreme and do a you know a crash diet as i call them ultimately you're going to break down the muscle mass faster because again your body needs to still look after all of its internal organs and function um, as we do so you're actually making the situation worse because you're stepping on the scale and like the number's going down quick but how much of that is from lean muscle mass mm. and if that is if a lot of that's coming from lean muscle mass you're left with a worse worse off state when you arrive at the desired goal because you've now got a slower basometabolic rate and especially if you haven't fought through what your maintenance plan looks like, i.e. your lifestyle beyond that diet, like that's where people tend to go wrong. So I think when we're talking specifically about, you know, 40 plus male, um, we're seeing this again, this um, lack of balance where generally they've continued to go up the, in their corporate career or maybe, you know, running their own business. And with that comes less time, um, obviously more responsibility. And then paired with that, grabbing the wrong foods on the go, stress, lack of sleep, um, the the body that is actually breaking down itself anyway as a, as a result of those aging, which is impacting their, their resting metabolism. So that's sort of what's going on as a, from a high level perspective. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, thanks. You just touched on a lot of things there. I mean, I've read about sarcopenia, obviously myself being 50, I've read about it and as you were speaking through it, a couple of the points you made, things I haven't even considered myself. So that was that was great. And, you know, I might end up having to speak to you more offline even. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, OK, so in regards to that, we know as we age, you know, it's just a fact of life. We are starting to break down. So what are I'm imagining, right? A lot of us I know I was guilty of this. Being older, I think one of the things we don't think about is, and you being the professional, <clears throat> I want to ask, do we have to consider the way we're training and, and what we're eating? Should we really start to consider that? Because does it matter because of our aging? Do we have to change it? Yeah, well, I think as a result of training, um, I would always recommend resistance training to anyone 
male, female, no matter what age. Um, but this is particularly important for uh, as we age because, again, we can slow down the, 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 the process of breakdown. We can even still build muscle in our later years. You know, someone who's not trained before and they start training, then ultimately they can start to, to build the muscle mass through that process anyway. So my number one recommendation would be incorporating resistance training. So that's number one. Um, number two would be making sure we're getting adequate amount of protein in our diets. This isn't just an, you know, a, a 40 plus thing. Again, the majority of people don't hit nowhere near these numbers. So if they are resistance training, then ultimately you want to be aiming for about 0.7 grams to one gram per pound of body weight. All right. So that would be the target. And then um, on top of that, making sure that you get enough rest to recover because when you go to the gym you're going to cause microfiber tears to break down the muscle in order for it to repair and grow back thicker and stronger we need to make sure we give it enough rest so if we were training chest every day you're basically ripping the fibers they're starting to grow back and repair and we're ripping them again so again that's what's deemed overtraining um if you're training the same Thing. So my recommendation for anybody that's sort of starting out is, is work the four, um, four core primary muscle groups, chest, shoulders, back, legs, tying in your secondary muscle groups like your triceps, biceps, calves, um, making sure your abs, core stability as well. So that would be a, a good structure. Again, it depends on how much time you've got available. If, if we're thinking about somebody who's lacking time, then, you know, maybe doing an upper body, lower body date splits, because then, you know, once whilst one's working, the other's resting. And that's how to think about it when you're training. And then nutrition wise, um, you know, again, this is a principle for all, but we want to try and at least 8% of the time eat whole foods, single ingredient foods that we're designed to eat. Um, and trying to remove, uh, again, one of the patterns that I'm seeing a lot more these days is, the amount of sugar people are consuming, uh, which is causing, you know, insulin resistance and all that sort of stuff. So again, looking at your sugar intake, trying to remove some refined sugars um, will be absolutely key. So yeah, if they're doing those three things, training, resistance training, rest and recovery means sleep, depth of sleep. A really good app to track your sleep is Sleep Cycle. If, if you've not heard of that, it's a great way to see the depth of sleep as well. And then uh, finally, making sure you get an adequate amount of protein to support your diet. And Mark, again, with the protein, I the calculation you just said, I, I'm interested just for my own self. So at around 180 pounds, what would you recommend? How much protein should I be getting grams a day? 180 at the top. Um, but you can come down as much as times in 180 by 0.7. Um, so that's your range that you want to sit in. Obviously, if your goal is a fat loss goal, then you want to make sure that, you know, the rest of the macros, your protein, your, your carbs and your fats, um, you know, you want your, your carbohydrates um, to be, uh, you know, again, they can flex depending on what, you, if you, where you, you want them around your training window to optimize your training, um, your fats. Again, you want to be making sure you're getting a good amount of healthy fats in your diet to support your body's function. Uh, so again, as long as the calories total equal the goal of a deficit for fat loss and, and maintenance would be equal to your total daily energy expenditure surplus for building lean muscle would be the, the, the goal. But yeah, the protein is the most important macronutrient 
for me to get to get someone right with and most people fail with that one yeah honestly i i was i'm calculating in my head i know i'm not even coming close to that at this point and yeah so a, co- a couple of things on that charles you can do is protein shakes really simple um to get your protein intake up um obviously trying to add uh, things into your food that will add additional protein. So like having a salad, and, you know, slicing up some eggs, stuff like that. Um, Omelettes as a snack. Uh, Greek yogurt, another great snack that you can have on the go. Um, so I keep a massive tub in my fridge. I just go in and scoop a couple out every now and then. So again, trying to find ways that you can fit it into a, a lack of time is key. Um, and that's just a couple of a couple of things. But protein shakes work really well because you can get... 30, 40 grams in a serving, you know, without having to sit down and eat a meal. Well, thanks for that tip. I think that people are going to find that really valuable. So Mark, you started to get into it and I saw uh, great, great work by you too. I read something the other day that you had a, a blog or something you had uh, written on LinkedIn um, and it had to deal with optimization of hormones. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of the times I have guests on, we talk, we start to go into that area, but I wanted to really, um, after reading what you wrote, I wanted to try to uh, walk through that with you for the audience. So um, could you talk about that a little bit about how important that is to make sure our hormones are optimized? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the main ones that I focus on, well, let's couple. So we'll start with the happy hormones, <clears throat> happy hormones, because most people, when they are feeling unhappy, will eat the wrong foods, right? It all, so boredom and um, a level of unhappiness will mean that they'll default to alcohol, food abuse, as, as it did with my mom, right? So again, these are, these are triggers. So at the happy hormones, you know, I call it dose for short, is dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. The quickest way to elevate your level of happiness naturally is to eat um, whole foods uh, again. So it, especially those that are rich in your micro, your macro, micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals and cytonutrients. So things like, you know, your, your fruits of, um, and your vegetables, absolutely king, trying to get a range of color in your diet. Um, the next thing is uh, going out for a walk, right? So again, some two key things that are in that going out for a walk without technology, I must add. Okay. So putting the phone away, being at present with yourself and with nature is absolutely the best way to bring your body into a state of balance uh, in today's chaos. Right. So when, when you go out for a walk, you're going to get a vitamin D hit, which is great for increasing serotonin. Uh, You're also going to get moving, which is great to help, lift the happy hormones and endorphins. Um, again, when we are in nature, generally it increases our level of uh, happiness as well. So, so these are things that we're, we, we need to do more of. And, and I would be, you know, one of the things that I think is really important for anyone who's in a stressful environment is to book out at least 15 minutes, right? It's not a big amount of time, book that out in their diary and literally do just that, phone away, go out for a walk and just be at present with your thoughts. And it sounds um, crazy, but the amount of the, how you're going to feel after that event is just going to make you realize how important this really is. 
it's also going to help elevate your level of happiness. So, so that is absolutely key. Now, obviously, environment is everything. I always say this. So coming back to how you can improve um, your happiness, obviously, your thoughts and your feelings follow your environment. So if you're around people who are negative, or let's just say, Charles, you watch the news in the morning, nobody watches the news and thinks, wow, I feel it. I feel inspired, right? <laughs> That's not the word you would follow watching the news. So we got to find ways to, to really start tuning our mind because virtual environment, as much as physical, um, to change how we, our thoughts and feelings that follow the, the environment. Okay. So, this the best way that you can do that obviously is find something that you love for me that's nutrition training um anything to do with like learning development in that space it feels good for me because i'm learning something but i'm also i'm passionate about that area so find out what that is for you and plug into something that you can listen to and replace the negative news with something positive that's going to um make you change your thoughts and feelings following that and then what's going to happen as a result of learning that new thing or you know trying that new that new exercise or whatever it may be the action the actions are going to follow are going to be positive right so you're going to take more action you're going to maybe if you're you know invest in learning and um teaching right you're going to then apply that what you've learned to your to your network or to your friends or whoever it is you're spending the most amount of time with so that is again another great way to shift your hormones now, one of the most important hormones uh, when it comes to uh, fat loss um, is ghrelin and leptin, two, two hormones that um, tell your body when you're full and when you're hungry, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're sleep deprived, you're actually, these two, and I'm talking less than six hours, but ideally seven is the minimum. Um, when you're sleep deprived, these hormones are out of balance, right? So this is why... When you're tired, you make the wrong types of decisions, the impulse decisions. And generally, you're going to have more caffeine and more sugar, right? That's what people tend to lean towards. Um, so again, sleep is really important for ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin, see ghrelin as the hunger hormone. It's like the gremlin, if you like. <laughs> and leptin is the one that says, I'm satisfied and full, all right? Um, so those two hormones uh, are absolutely key when anybody's looking to make a lifestyle decision or change um, and because the decisions that are going to follow when they get a good night's sleep are going to be better. So yeah, they're, they're the ones that I would say are the most important. Oxytocin, love and connection, probably the most important for that. So, you know, this is why it's so important that we are around people who we love um, to help create that chemical. And, uh, and yeah, I would say if you can exercise more, get out in the air, get some vitamin D and be at, at mind, be at peace with yourself. Uh, that's really going to help put you on the right track when it comes to your hormones. And Mark, as far as hormones also, I was thinking about, um, for especially being a guy, right. Um, what the, like testosterone and, and, and human growth hormone, like, did yeah. you touch on those two a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to increase your human growth hormone, here's a study. So they did a study where um, they uh, where they scientifically proven now that if you go beyond 18 to 21 hours in a fasted state, your human growth hormone will naturally elevate by up to 2000% as a guy and 1300% as a woman, right? So absolutely incredible way to naturally increase your human growth hormone the next way to massively improve and, and human growth hormone for those that don't know helps us reduce body fat build lean muscle and feel good 
right? That's what that, that hormone's set effectively doing. Sleep, again, when you go into deep sleep, what's called delta waves, where you're in deep sleep, you are elevating your human growth hormone significantly during that process, okay? Um, in fact, when you go into deep sleep, actually 98% of fat loss takes place in that, when you're in that deep sleep. And if you don't believe me, do a, fat, do a workout tonight, weigh yourself at the start and burn 900, 500 calories or 900 calories off and, 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 and weigh yourself at the end, nothing will change, but actually it's during our sleep that that's taking place our delta sleep. This is why it's such an important component. Um, so human growth hormone, sleep, intermittent fasting, greatest way, and compound movements. This is where you're using as much muscle um, engagement as you possibly can in a movement, so multi-joint rather than just isolated where it's single joint. <clears throat> so things like deadlifts, squats, um, shoulder press, bench press, those movements absolutely key for helping naturally increase your human growth hormone in the gym as well so that's human growth hormone testosterone um again as we age this uh does decline um the best way to increase your testosterone is to reduce your body fat percentage as well so again by reducing your body fat percentage you're going to optimize your testosterone levels um as well as certain things again sleep is a key component of that making sure you're getting a good night's sleep Resistance training, again, is a key component to making sure you're getting um, to, to optimizing your testosterone levels. So they're just a couple of things I would say, Charles, are, are absolutely key. But you, as you kind of hear in the same themes, it's so, so important is the resistance training, your sleep and making sure that you're supporting your, nutri uh, your diet as well. Make sure you're getting a good nutrition in your body. And Mark, just to touch back on a little the intermittent fasting. You mentioned, I think you said 18 hours. Yeah, 18 to 21 hours beyond that period. Yeah, is, is where you're optimally in that state of peak performance. Now, do you recommend that to try that? Because I've done close to that before. You say daily, a couple times a week or... Um, it, again, there's there's loads of benefits for this other than not just you know fat loss, but the the main one that I I love is the reduction in inflammation, which is the breeding ground for disease. Right, so um, just to reset the body. <clears throat> don't forget, we're designed to go without food for periods of time, and in in fact, if you go back to our hunter gatherer days when we tried to catch our food when we were hungry because we're not eating for a, a day or two then ultimately um our brain has to operate better more optimal to catch our prey right so there's actually science that shows it creates new neuron connections in your brain um as well so intermittent fasting i would say it, i i do personally myself once a month right again if you wanted it, 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 it to get i wouldn't do it more than four times in a month or, or, or should I say once a week. So just doing one, one of those days once a week would be a good reset uh, for your body. Um, and now it sounds harder than it actually is because people think, wow, I can't not eat for a day. <laughs> but if we say like tonight you were going to do it, 6 p.m. you would stop eating and then 6 p.m. the next night you start eating. Okay, so you sleep for a lot of it, right? So... And a couple of things that you can do, obviously staying hydrated is key. Um, and then number two is making sure the day before you do it, you get good nutrition in your body. So don't go from like a, you know, binge eating session or 
an alcohol binge to doing intermittent fasting because again you want to make sure you've got good nutri- nutrients in your body first prior to, to getting started just so you feel better and it feels easier um and then uh, the other thing is as well is um coffee uh, black coffee is a great way to shut down receptors for hunger so if you are somebody who's going through this black coffee is my godsend when doing intermittent fasting to help transition through there is some other ways of like assisted intermittent fast where you can it's basically condensing it to eating fewer calories in a day but that's not true intermittent fasting in its sense in terms of the benefits that i just mentioned there okay so your recommendation is try to do that once a week um is there any benefit to doing i've read before where when it comes to that some people will do to your point they'll they'll maybe stop eating around six or seven and just on a daily basis, they won't take their first meal in the next day till maybe 11, 11 a.m. And they're going two meals a day as opposed to three or whatnot. Do you do you see people doing that? Is there benefits to that, doing it like that also? Yeah, there's absolutely benefits. I mean, the main benefit of that is reducing the calories consumed in a window. Right. So if you look at any of these diets, the keto diet. Right. Yes. Carbohydrates. Uh, hold water so a lot of people love it when them carb they're carb depleted uh, their bodies start to reduce weight quite quickly because their water that's helped paired with the carbohydrate um, obviously a lot of people eat the wrong types of carbohydrates so they do get a bad rap um, but with intermittent fasting and again it, it's just restricting the amount of calories you can consume in a certain window um, so if you take a macronutrient out like carbs out of the diet if you take you know an amount of time that someone can eat um, again, it's restricting the amount of calories that can be consumed in that window. Therefore, you're more than likely going to be in a deficit. Um, so therefore, you're going to more likely be able to lose weight, hold, maintain weight. Um, it's where people have got like the free for all and they eat as and when they want to eat and generally the wrong stuff. Um, so really, a lot of these techniques are just designed to help us eat less. So with intermittent fasting, the, the, the 16-8, I would absolutely say if somebody can live their life that way and enjoys it, finds it easy, do it. But it's to me, I love breakfast, so it wouldn't be my thing, right? So you just got to try and look at how can we how can we find ways to, you know, support what's best for us. And, and it might mean that actually, Charles, that you do it Monday to Friday because life's busy and it just works. Skipping breakfast works for you. Um, but at the weekend, it doesn't. Right. So don't be so rigid that you can't move around your life because life's going to throw many curveballs at us as it always does. And it's going to be a holiday. So what do you do on holiday? Do you intermittent fasting when you're at an all inclusive? Probably not. So, again, these are all things that you can do to help um, you stay on point. Uh, but the, in terms of the science, Charles, the, the benefits are um, not as beneficial as going beyond that 18 to 21 hours because of the reason stated. Man, Mark, thanks for, um, really thanks for that. I, I, I enjoyed talking about that. I think that's really, really valuable information for the audience. So Mark, that, that being said, a, a whole lot of valuable information today. I want to give you a chance now, um, for my audience, I would love to see some people maybe reach out and, uh, take you up more on your expertise offline here. So, uh, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so the main one obviously is Mark Price on LinkedIn. You can find um, plenty of our free content on there. I, I do a, a newsletter um, 
weekly. So again, I put a lot of uh, thought and energy into that. Uh, monthly recipe packs. As you can see, my cat is now climbing from under my arm. Um, the, the monthly recipe packs uh, that I put out as well uh, on there are completely free. So that is a great way for people just to, to stay plugged in to get into you know good ideas around what to eat. They're all they've all got your macros, your calories in there as well. Uh, but if they want to get more of a customized nutrition, uh, training plan, you know, accountability. So I take them through a series of a 12 week accountability course where we teach them all about things like hormones, hydration, how to improve their sleep, uh, why they're eating the calories they're eating, the importance of the macronutrient breakdown, um, all of that stuff. So the principles behind the the, the techniques that we're using to help them achieve that fat loss goal. Um, then I have a website, uh, it's called motivate me group forward slash body transfer, the body transformation coach. So that's motivate me group.com forward slash the body transformation coach. Um, and they'll find all of my services on there. So again, we have things that start as little as like 90 pounds for three months. And then they scale up depending on what it is they're looking for. That's fantastic, Mark. So everyone out there, and I'll, I'll add some of these links into the uh, the description, the show notes and stuff like that. So please check out the show notes and uh, look to um, get a hold of Mark. Been really, really educational here today. I, I can't thank you enough, Mark. Um, and I I just hope everyone out there, please, please listen to this kind of stuff, uh, especially with the resistance training and your hormones, things like that stuff that I don't think we always take time to consider. So it's people like Mark seek out professionals who can definitely help you. So Mark, thank you again. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Take care. This has been the bare essentials. Thanks for listening. And remember never hibernate on your goals.